You're listening to the Mosaic Podcast, brought to you by Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. Each episode of this podcast will offer you excerpts from the Mosaic TV news magazine, which airs Sunday from January to April in the Palm Beaches. Mosaic explores the most pressing issues facing the Jewish community here at home and around the world. And now, here's your host, Susan Shulman Pertnoy. When we're talking about engaging Jewish teens, there's no one better to discuss it than Federation's Director of Teen Engagement, Carly Jacobson. Carly, welcome to Mosaic. Thanks so much for having me, Susan. Oh, it's our pleasure. Also joining us today is Hope Levin, the Vice President of Development for the Jewish Federation. Hope, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Susan. I'm happy and delighted to be here. Thank you. Carly, let's start with you. Tell us about Federation's Jewish Teen Initiative and why it's important to engage teens. Definitely. Here in Jewish Palm Beach, we have a wide range of families all over our area, and a huge, huge amount of them are young families, including teens. We've learned over the past few years especially that younger families are moving here every day. And so at the Federation, our mission is to be able to reach all of the Jewish community wherever they are. And teens are the people of the future. They're the generation who is going to be our, our future leaders. And especially with this young generation we have right now, I really feel like they're going to be one of the best groups of leaders that we have. And so for us to be able to engage them, help them build their leadership skills, help them kind of forward their Jewish identity in any way possible, it's really exciting for us and it's a great opportunity. What do we often miss when we're trying to engage mm -hmm. teens? I think with teens it's an it's interesting because we talk, the adults talk a lot about working with teens and the importance is we actually really should be hearing from teens themselves. And so I think we talk a lot about with the other professionals and educators what teens are looking for. Something that is really important and a part of our mission is to really include the teens on the conversation, let them be heard, uh, make sure that their thoughts and ideas are valued and be able to include them in the conversation since they're the ones who um, are gonna be participating and enjoying the opportunities. Hope, there's a new initiative that the Federation is implementing called the J-Impact Fund. What is it and how did it come about? Oh, I'm delighted to share um, the story of J-Impact Fund. Um, we have a very generous philanthropist in our community. He lives in Palm Beach. His name is Richard Hirsch. Uh, Mr. Hirsch has done a variety of initiatives throughout Jewish Palm Beach to help elevate teens and to engage teens in Jewish community life. Uh, Carly had a dream that she wanted to find a funder the to position the Federation that we can help seed fund new initiatives um, to help strengthen the Jewish teen ecosystem. And that's what this J Impact Fund is doing. So Mr. Hirsch gave us, took a leap of faith with us on a new program opportunity. And we are at the beginning of uh, this new endeavor and we're really excited with the response and some of the conversations we've been having. So yeah. just what has the response been? It's been really exciting. Uh, like Hope said, this has been something we've been thinking about for a long time and really been able to spend the time getting to know the community and seeing what the community needs. And a lot of that is funding and resources. And us at the Jewish Teen Initiative and at Federation as a whole, that's really where we want to be. We want to be the, the convener, the hub. We want to be the ones to be able to provide the resources to elevate and amplify the community organizations that touch the people directly, the Jewish people directly so we put out the application like you know this is the first inaugural initiative and the response was so positively overwhelming we had youth or youth serving organizations all over the community 
all different types of organizations from synagogues to community organizations to social organizations to educational um, all over the board so we've been it's been really exciting to be able to kind of see all these exciting ideas and the inspiration that people can, got. I, I, you know, if I can add, it's really surfaced. Um, this process has surfaced, surfaced the tremendous need out in Jewish Palm Beach to create um, innovative and stimulating programs and provide as many gateways for our Jewish teens throughout the community. So it's really been a very lively process and a surprising process because um, this is, like we said, it was a leap of faith and we didn't know what would happen. And the first round of applications, we received 18 different requests, unique requests for funding. Mm -hmm. um, so it really shows the potential and the opportunity of what we have here in Jewish Palm Beach. Yeah, that's very exciting. Can yeah. you give us some examples of some of the areas of focus? Yes, definitely. So like Hope said, we had many applications come in. And the big areas of focus that we have been seeing is health and wellness, social, and leadership opportunities, which all three of those are really important in a Jewish teen's life. So I think those are great areas and we look forward to being able to support those, those, those focus areas. One of the takeaways from this whole process also is the, there's like a COVID generation of Jewish teens who have not really been face to face with one another for two years. Mm -hmm. So what we're really also finding is organizations are coming forward to connect these teens again because their interaction has only been on Zoom. And this is an opportunity for us to really start to really build Jewish community life again from, you know, from a, from a funky two-year right. period where teens haven't been able to be together. So it's been really yeah. interesting. And also the areas of wellness. We never anticipated some of the programs that are mm -hmm. being requested, but it really surfaces some of the wider issues out there in the community as well. You obviously want teens to focus on Jewish values and connect with each other mm -hmm. and make them closer to their Jew Jewish experience. Yeah. Why is that such an important focus? Jewish values really are the foundation of being a Jewish individual. And when you're a teenager and into the emerging adulthood phase, that's really where you kind of figure out your identity as a whole and figure out who you are and what you're passionate about and all of that. And so to be able to provide these types of experiences and opportunities to expose them to as much as they can, to be able to really figure out what their heart calls to, uh, what their passions are, that I think is the most important. And through Jewish values, we can do that. Is there a metric to your success? Um, I, I think there's a couple pieces that will be, I think one of the first metrics is that there were 18 different applications that came in. So that's something super exciting. But we're going to be looking, I mean, the committee is going to be looking at all of these pro programs in a qualitative way and in a quantitative way. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't yet have all the metrics yet because we don't have the final decisions in about the funding mm -hmm. um, or where the resources will go to. But it's... Right. Um, we, yeah. yeah, we imagine there will be a lot of great outcomes. And the other thing we are seeing is that we're really asking synagogues and organizations to collaborate with mm -hmm. each other That's to important. reach yes. beyond their, their borders, whether they're a synagogue community, because we really want to make this as wide and as deep and to give as many kids in this community the opportunity to access Jewish life. Exactly. And I would also measure our success just by, you know, the fact of the, like, the relationship building that we are doing with the community organizations and the fact that these organizations have these ideas like you know it's an innovation grant and so they came up with these ideas that were out of the box new very specific for this uh, generation of teens and what I was really excited to hear from quite a few of the applications were that 
these ideas came from the teens themselves. So that's exciting. And that is really exciting and really wonderful. Well, good luck. I know it's going to be very successful. Thank and you. thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be right back after this brief message. Coming up, we'll hear from teenagers about a program that's giving them the training and tools they need during these challenging times. Mosaic is brought to you through the dedication of generous corporate sponsors who fuel the work of Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County. We thank American Commercial Realty, Appleby Utifriend Wealth Management, Raymond Motor Cars, Bruce Gendelman Insurance Services, Commodore, Singer, Baseman, and Braun Attorneys, First Republic Bank, Rogers Design Group, and Shapiro Pertnoy Companies. We're joined now by Samuel Cohen and Rebecca Lesser. They participate in a program called Project Tikva. Welcome to Mosaic. Thank you for having us. I'm so glad you were able to come here today and join us. But before we talk about your experience with the project, I want to know, Carly, what is that all about? Project Tikva is a really wonderful program that our community has been implementing for many years, actually. But in the last couple of years with COVID, it has changed a lot. And we've really been uh, putting a focus more on local projects and ways that we can impact the community right here in Palm Beach. And so we have these great teen leaders here with us today, and they have been able to participate in programs where we uh, focus on education and awareness about topics that uh, teens face all over the world. And we do it through a, a Jewish lens. And the three areas of focus this year was anti-Semitism, LGBTQ equality and rights, and mental health and wellness. Now, why did you choose those three topics? Mm -hmm. Honestly, those three topics came from the teens themselves. They gave me great feedback last year as to what they were looking for and what is interesting to them. And so we were able to take their ideas and create programs that would be interesting and fun for them. Why did you choose these three topics? A big part of Judaism is kindness and equality and charity. And when we talk about anti-Semitism, it talks a lot about what we struggle, and it definitely helps within the community to connect together. When we're talking about LGBTQ awareness, I feel like it's important to make people in our community feel supported because it's part of who we are as people. And when it comes to mental health, mental health is just such an important thing in teenagers especially, and it's something that I think should be addressed more, and I think it's something we're getting more awareness of because mental health is just as important as physical health because it affects your everyday life, what you do, and I just think it's a really important concept to cover. Samuel, what about you? I think that the issues that have been brought up for this year's topics have been really important for teenagers because school and extracurriculars have all been pretty big, especially with COVID coming on. So mental health especially is very a very big issue in this day and age, but also LGBTQ and all of those have been more recent upcomings. Very much so. So I believe that those have been very important and as well as anti-Semitism, which I believe those two tops especially have been brought up more recent for di discussion. Have either of you experienced anti-Semitism in, in school or anywhere? Yes? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Tell us, can you Tell us about an incident. I mean, there are multiple examples of a swastika being drawn on a, in a bathroom where you might just turn to the right and see it. 
or just on the walls. Wow. How about you, Rebecca? Definitely. And even when I was younger, it was happening. In the fifth grade, there was an incident where a boy said that Jews were faking the Holocaust and that we were exaggerating it and that we were to blame for it. And that didn't, wasn't really an issue. That's just one of many incidents that I've seen. There's also a lot of microaggressions within jokes and comments all the time. So I think it happens to every Jewish teen who lives anywhere. So how is Project Tikva giving you the tools to deal with this? So Project Tikva gives an opportunity to connect with other Jewish teens in your community. And when you're with people who relate to you, it's a very comforting sense to know that you're with people who you can trust and who aren't going to judge you for anything. So it's definitely really important to be able to learn and grow with the people around you who also understand what you're thinking and feeling. It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. I think it's very helpful to be able to learn about the situations with other people who are possibly going through the same topics of discussion. And that's, that's really the point of the program, right, is to be able to meet other Jewish teens who are like-minded and be able to talk about your experiences and what they've been like as a Jewish teen today. And what better way to do that when, than with other Jewish teens? That's true, and it gives you some sort of comfort to, mm -hmm. to be able to share everything amongst yourselves. Yeah. You've volunteered for a program of, through Jewish Family Services. Do you want to yes. talk about that program to fight anti-bullying? So I am a Jewish Family and Children's Services teen trainer. So one side of that is that we help to learn about abusive relationships and help other kids and teens learn about the warning signs and what abuse really is and all the forms it comes in. And we're trained to handle and help people. And I think that's really important, especially with teenagers, because I think there's a lot of really toxic and unhealthy relationships that people aren't aware have you been able to put your teen training in action in your school? In my school, we haven't really teamed up with the program per se, but I've definitely used my training from the program to help my peers around me and to talk to friends and to try to guide them as much as I can when they ask for help. And I feel like another side of the teen training program, which is a little bit more new, it was a new addition, was the mental health aspect of it. That's more recent for this year with the change of directors. So now, with training on mental health, it gives me a new perspective on how to be there for people and to be there for myself. Are there any warning signs that you're supposed to look out for? There's a lot of warning signs <laughs> for many different things. It would take a long time to list <laughs> all of them. Um, and I think that the really important thing is that you shouldn't be scared to ask for help. Oh, I think that's a very important message, yes. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on this topic? Yeah, I think just it's really important to not be afraid to be out there for who you are and who you want to be, whether that be LGBTQ or if you feel any hate with anti-Semitism or anything else, as well as mental health, I think it's very important to be out there with it and to not be scared of what other people might think. That's a great goal. Mm -hmm. How about you, Rebecca? I agree with Samuel 100%. I think it's really important to have these outlets within our community, so it's very heartwarming that it's something people are starting to really recognize and care about. And I'd also like to take a minute to thank you for having us here today because it gives a good perspective of the teen view of everything. 
and it's just been a pretty amazing experience overall. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I thank you for joining us. And these two yes. <laughs> are a prime example of what's out there. Our yes. world's in a good place. Yes. I said earlier that this generation is going to be the best leaders that we have. And these two are just great examples of that. And I'm really glad that they got the opportunity to share. And we got to hear their amazing thoughts. Thank you. Joining us now is a psychologist from Albert Jewish Family Service, Iris Kiner. Dr. Iris Kiner, welcome back to Mosaic. It's a pleasure to see you again. Thank this you. This time in person. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful to be here. Before we talk about mental health issues for teens, I want to talk, ask Carly about the relationship between Federation and Jewish Family Services. Definitely. Jewish Family Service has been an organization in our community for many years, and the Federation and Jewish Family Service have a great relationship. And working with the teen population, as we mentioned before, there's a huge need for mental health services for teens, and so it was just a natural relationship when it comes to providing opportunities for teens in the mental health space. Iris, is the pandemic responsible for the rise in teenage mental health issues? You know, it's interesting that mental health challenges were, were a huge problem pre-COVID. And when COVID hit, those problems didn't disappear. They were still existing. We just had an overlay of a whole new challenge that presented itself. So I wouldn't say that it is the cause, but it definitely has added to the struggles that teens and children are experiencing today. Are there challenges unique to Jewish teens? So mental health challenges don't discriminate based on religion or socioeconomic status or race. But what we do want to make sure is clear is that we need to bring awareness into our Jewish community that mental health challenges, addiction, abuse, all of these things happen within the Jewish community. And we need to educate as a result. And um, part of what we have been trying to do and why we started our Relationships and Decisions program was to start to educate teens and the community that, how to have healthy relationships and to make sure that they have a space to talk to one another. And specifically because teens are more comfortable talking with other teens, we created this program where it's a peer-to-peer -peer learning opportunity. Oh, that sounds very interesting. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, in our Relationships and Decisions program, we have trained, specifically trained teens to educate other children and teens in our community on bullying, um, relationships, and other issues that may present. Um, and one of the things that we're hoping to do in the future is to expand this program so that we are gonna have a whole new curriculum on mental health awareness so that we can train our teens to then go into the community, train children on how to identify signs and symptoms of mental illness or challenges that may be presenting in children so that, and then share resources in the community and help connect them to Jewish family services or other resources that may help them. Iris, why is this so important? Well, what we know is that one in three teens experience some sort of bullying in their lifetime, but only one in 25 actually tell an adult. So we wanted to offer this program so that we could offer a teen-to-teen -teen 
mentorship program where teens might feel more comfortable communicating with a peer as opposed to an adult if they're not going to do that. What advice do you have for parents? My advice to parents would be provide an opportunity for children to know where to go when they need to get help. Whether it's to a trusted adult and identify who those trusted adults are, off, connect them to programs like our Relationships and Decisions program where they may be able to learn and connect with other teens and give them the resources that they may need. Also, just sitting back and listening as opposed to constantly, we, we ask a lot of questions of our, of our teens and our kids and making sure that we're really listening and paying attention to behaviors, especially if there's a sudden change in behavior. What are the do's and don'ts when engaging teenagers? Well, I would say do pay attention, like I said before, do pay attention to a sudden change in behavior because kids and teens sometimes communicate more non-verbally than they do with words. So we really have to be paying attention to what they're doing, not only what they're saying. I would also say don't allow them to be on devices and technology unsupervised and unrestricted because there is so much going on there that opens the doors for dangerous situations. I would also say do get involved in the interests of your child because the more that we know and the more that we can be a part of their world the more opportunity we, we have to open conversations and to engage them in those conversations. That's great advice. Um, hopefully I've done that with my children, I don't know. <laughs> um, are there any final thoughts about this partnership that you've created? Yes, this partnership has opened so many doors for the Jewish teens in our community. As Iris talked about earlier, the Relationships and Decisions Program is really a wonderful program for teens all over the community. And with this partnership that we've built, we've been able to spotlight that organization and spotlight that program and amplify its voice and be able to provide additional resources for teens in the community and let them see that it's, it's cool to do, to do these types of programs and being able to talk about these issues and have a safe space to do so. Iris, any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, in short, really, as parents, you know, we really need to just stop talking we need to pay more attention and really hone in on what our, our children are, talk, are telling us without words. Um, but also just recognizing that, you know, again, in collaboration with our partnership, that our programs are a starting point. It's one entry point that allows us a way to get into our community and recognize all the services that we have to offer at both Federation and JFS. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mosaic Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe to Mosaic on your favorite streaming platform and to leave us a review. Want more? Visit jewishpb.org mosaic where you can access full episodes of the show. To stay connected with the Jewish community of the Palm Beaches, visit jewishpb.org or follow Jewish Federation at facebook.com slash jewishpalmbeach.